0: welcome to calvary life dfw's weekly podcast we hope this podcast encourages you challenges you and furthers your relationship with god in a whole new way enjoy this week's message
1: let's try it one more time praise the lord everyone amen this is not regular church look at your neighbor and say this is not regular church Our uh, pastor would say, this is not regular church. (laughs) It's not regular church. Hey, welcome to Calvary Life DFW. If this is your first time, I want you to look at somebody and say, hi, I'm here. Oh, come on. Hi, I'm here. I'm here. Amen. Uh, So It is so important to understand we exist so that you and your family can connect to Christ, experience freedom, hunger for God and live out purpose. Amen. So this is the reason why we are here so that you can connect to Christ. Amen. So I am here to do a couple of things. I'm here to welcome you. Number one, so I hope you felt welcome during our worship service. How many enjoyed worship? I enjoyed it. Amen. I enjoy the goodness of God loving one another. I am excited for what God is getting ready to do in this place. And I'm also here to pray over our offering. Amen. So it is so important to understand that as we are building a church, it is important to understand that you should sow into something that you believe in. Ah, The important part is, is that you believe in it. If you believe in the vision of the church, if you know that the church is going to impact, if the church has impacted your life, Your life. If the church has impacted your life, then you should sow in it. If the church has impacted your family's life, then you should sow in it. If the church has impacted any area of your life, I believe that you should sow. Why? It is better to give than it is to receive. Hmm, Right? And so if we take care of God's house, he will take care of our house. The Bible says I was young and now I was old. Now, I'm not that old, but there are some people that can attest in here. They were young and now they're old, but they have never seen the righteous forsaken. What does that mean? That means that no matter where I have gone, where I am going or where God may lead me, he will never forsake me. Bill's due may may have more month than I do money, but the Lord is still faithful. And so I'm talking to a few of you that understand no matter what God has been faithful, no matter the job, no matter the amount of money that's in my bank account, He has been faithful. that's what that scripture is talking about. So as you think about god's faithfulness and as you think about what this church has done for you and what it will continue to do as these leaders trailblaze ahead, it is important for you to sow into the ministry, so you can give amen in the uh proper uh electronic um deposits. Amen. So we know what that is. And then we also have boxes in the back so that you can give. I'm going to pray over the offering. Let us stand amen as we pray over the offering. Father, we thank you, we praise you, and we give you glory. We pray now, Father, that as people are beginning to give, that they will begin to receive double, triple, 100-fold. We thank you now in the name of Jesus that as the seed leaves their hand, it will never leave their life, but it will go into their future and create provision for them and create wealth for them. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that as we take care of your business, you will take care of our business. We decree and declare that we put your kingdom first and all these other things will be added unto us. Father, we thank you now and I pray for those that are tithing that you would open up the window of heaven and pour out a blessing in which they will not have room enough to receive. I speak to those, Father, that are seeding in the name of Jesus that you would enlarge the tents, oh God, in the name of Jesus that you would let their storehouses run over in the name of Jesus. I thank you now for random deposits throughout the week. I thank you now for that you are getting ready to open doors that no man can shut father we thank you and we give you praise it is by your goodness and by your mercy that we are able to give and we thank you now and we give with a cheerful heart in Jesus name why don't you put your hands together and give God praise as we receive our pastor at this time pastor G in Jesus name
2: amen Come on, we, we're having church. how's everybody doing this morning yeah, you excited about what the Lord is doing in your life, Amen. And so at this time we're going to have a baby dedication. Yes, well, well, babies, babies. And one thing about this church, we like to produce some babies. You see all my grandkids running around here, Amen. So this is exciting. This is exciting to have a. A baby baby dedication. Um, this is the first for me of uh, dedicating multiple babies.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Amen. How am I supposed to uh, do this? <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> this is just awesome. Amen. Um, so we are blessed to, today to um, dedicate Skyla Love Zer. Z- 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 OK, is actually what it says there, right? Uh, Journey, uh, Sienna Hurst, and uh, Anaya May Grant to the Lord. This is exciting. For those who may not, yes. So, for those who may not be familiar with uh, baby dedications here at Calvary, like we follow the biblical example set forth by the Scripture, as outlined in First Samuel one verse eleven. Um, it. So Hannah was was barren without a child, goes before the Lord in prayer with 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 this promise of giving her child back to God. And this is what the prayer says. First Samuel, verse one. uh, Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant but but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor razor shall come upon his head, and that is exactly what Hannah did. She gave her son back to God. The scriptures gives us examples of parents bringing their children back to God Abraham. Uh, gave his son Isaac to the Lord. Mary and Joseph gave uh, uh, Jesus to the Lord. Amen. So this was in every account, these are simply giving back, people giving back their child to God. So let me just quickly give you four elements, four elements of giving your children back to God. Number one, giving your child back to God is a confirmation of your love for God. Matthew 10 37 says, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Jesus is simply saying he wants to be first. Amen. And everything. Amen. Somebody say, everything. 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 And that's exactly what Danica, Cameron, um, Alexis and Jailing is doing today yeah. is giving their child back to God or saying that Jesus is first. Yeah. S- secondly, giving your child to God is a clarification of ownership. Psalms 127 3 says, sons are a heritage from the Lord. Children are a reward from them. So this dedication this morning signifies that Skylar, Journey, and Anaya first belong to the Lord. First, belong to the Lord. Um, Third, giving your child to God is a commitment to raise your children God's way. Ephesians 6 verse 4 says, fathers, do not exacerbate your children. Instead, bring them to in, in the training and instructions of the Lord." As parents, we have a responsibility to raise our our children God's way. Fourth, giving your child to God is claiming of God's promises and plans for their lives. Amen. And today in front of all these witnesses, we acknowledge God's ways and purposes in the in Skylar's journey and Anaya's lives. Amen. So, so as we begin as we continue with this Dedication. I just want to give the parents a charge here this morning that you are given a great responsibility, and that this responsibility is to recognize that your children are a precious gift from God. Ultimately, above all, they belong to God. Second, chi- you, are, you are called to release ownership of your children to God's plans and purposes for their lives. Third, realize that God has chosen you all to guide your children in his ways, amen. So at this this moment, I I wanna give the parents an opportunity to speak a word over their life. That's what Moses did in, in, um, in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy 32. Moses was finished reciting all these words of Israel, and he said to them, take to heart all the words I have solemnly declared to you this day, so that you may command your children to obey carefully all the words of this law. Amen, so I'll give you an opportunity to speak a word over your, your baby. Speak yeah. life into him, go ahead. All right. You got so the mic, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Obviously, the biggest decision I want her to make is obviously clear faith in Christ. But there's a couple other things. So one, I want her to understand that her identity comes from Christ. Not her job, not the way she looks in clothes, so forth and so on. Another one is, um, I pray she understands that mom and dad don't know best. only God knows justice. Tell her that. (laughs) So I pray that In the future, you know, obviously when she matures and stuff, that she goes to God first. Mm. Um, Another one is, um, I pray that she understands that the doors God closed aren't meant to be open unless he opens them. So I pray she doesn't spend too much time worrying about where she came from and worry about where she's going. And another thing, last and final thing. I pray she understands that the object of her faith is God. Mm. That without God, all of this is pointless. Uh, just an example for this. Um, speaking of the cross, I pray she understands we're looking at Jesus on the cross, not the piece of wood. Mm. So that's all I have to say.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she, she said, That's all I said to you.
0: So. All right, and I'm going to speak for both of us, too. So for our kids, I just pray that first and foremost, whenever we don't have any strength or understanding, that we're able to rely on God's, and that he can just always make sure that our kids dedicate their life to him, and that they can be leaders and
2: lead other people to him as
0: well. Amen. Amen.
2: Awesome. So we're just going to take this moment and just uh, pray uh, over the kids the babies. How am I supposed to do this? Look at this. Lord have mercy. Could you be any cuter? No, huh? That's it. You took all the cuteness with you. Yep, I understand. Father, we bless this precious gift, Lord God, Anaya to you right now, Lord God. We know that you have great plans for her. So we pray, has your protection over her right now, Lord God. I I pray, Lord God, that her parents will continue to guide her in 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 your ways right now, Lord God. And nothing, nothing will come against your plans right now in the name of Jesus. No matter how much she yells, screams, and cries, she will still obey your words. She will say yes to you. Yes to you right now, Lord God guide her Lord God we speak life over her we speak uh, your promises over her right now Lord God we thank you Lord God that she will answer the call she will serve you in all of her days Lord God in Jesus name in Jesus name protect her health Lord God in the name of Jesus Lord God I thank you for this gift, Lord God. Bless the parents, Lord God, as they continue to to raise up this child in in the troubling days, Lord God, in this troubling world, Lord God. Anoint them, Lord God. You've, You've trusted them with this precious gift, Lord God. I pray that they will be good stewards of this gift that you've given them, Lord God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord God. Father, we lift up these two precious children to you right now, Lord God. And that you will just continue to use them in a, in a mighty way, Lord God. That you will no no matter what circumstance, Lord God, um, they face, they will not lose that laughter, they will not use the, uh, lose that childlike faith, Lord God. And I pray have your protection over them right now, Lord God. I pray that that they will begin to uh, just follow your will. In your, your ways, Lord God, I thank you for the gifts that you place inside of them, Lord God. I pray that not only that their parents will raise them, Lord God, in your ways, that you will surround them with just godly people, godly influences, Lord God, and people that will call out their gifts, Lord God. People that will be them, be there with them during troubling times, and as as well as the parents right now, Lord God, we pray that you begin to speak to them, Lord God, um, and teach them how to raise. The, the gift that the gifts that you've given them right now, Lord God, and I pray that they will continue to follow Your ways, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we just lift up these children to You. We are now dedicate de- dedicate them to You, Lord God. They are Yours first, and we're giving them back to You right now. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Come on, give God some praise. Yes, <clears throat> Amen. Amen. We have we have a Bible for you and some um, some other things for you. So, um, God bless you. Amen. So that's exciting. So I'll have you standing. Okay, I maybe lost some of you. (laughs) I'm going to be reading from um, Acts 3, starting in verse 1. You ready? Let's get right into it. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man laying from his mother's womb was carried, whom they lay, laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask for alms, and fixing their eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something. Somebody say, expecting to receive something. Come on, say it again. I don't don't know if you're going to say it with confidence. Expecting to receive something from them. Oh, come on, one one more time. You're kind of out of sync. Let's just kind of do it together. Expecting to receive something. Come on, are you expecting to receive something? How many came here expecting to receive something? Oh, that's, I got a few people that's going to go with me this morning. Expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you in the name of uh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, um, rise up and walk. And he looked, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And so so he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Walking, leaping, and praising God. So, so that means that your limp is going to turn into a leap here this morning. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him, what had happened to him. So today I'm going to talk to you about your posture of expectancy, a posture of expectancy. Let's go before the Lord. Father, thank you, Lord, that you are present here, Lord. Um, your word says you will never leave us nor forsake us, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord, that you are in the midst right now, Lord God, and you are up to something Lord God you're doing something powerfully in this service today Lord God it's up to us Lord God to expect 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 to receive from you here today Lord God your presence are just full of, of, of just a healing and, and joy and, and all that we need Lord God we just have to expect to receive from you Lord God I am here today expecting you to move in this place. I am here today to expecting you to move on my life. I am here today, Lord God, to see all the your, your goodness, to see all that you're going to do today, Lord God, in this place right now. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for using me as your vessel here this morning, Lord God. I give you my mind. Think with it. I give you my vocal cords. Speak through them right now. Father, we don't want regular today. We don't want regular. Come on, somebody say, I don't want regular. I don't want regular. We don't want regular church. We wanna see you move in this place in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give him some praise this morning. <laughs> As you are seated, amen, you may be seated in the house of the Lord. And so we are in a, a series called not regular church so I'm I'm tired of regular I want to see I want to see God move Uh, I don't want regular church I want to see the fullness of God I want to see healing take place I want to see people come in with circumstances, challenges and leave here full with answers and and peace. Um, If you're coming in to service, uh, needing and healing, I expect God to heal. Uh, If you're here coming in with a broken heart, I expect God to start healing it, to comfort you, I speak comfort over this place right now in Jesus name. I don't want regular. Church shouldn't be regular because we don't serve a regular God. God's amazing. He does the, he moves in the supernatural. So we are expecting something from God It's not going to be in the natural. It's going to be in the supernatural. Amen. Amen. So I don't know about you, but I'm breaking up with regular. Is anybody going to go with me this morning? Anybody here going to make a declaration to say that I'm breaking up with regular? So that means you're going to come to service expecting God to move every single week. Amen? Amen. Expecting God to do the miraculous when you walk in here. When you get up in the morning, Sunday morning, you just can't wait to get to church just to see what God does. Amen. Amen. So I'm excited to come to church. You know, a lot of people don't come to church is because they don't do anything during the week that would need more gas. I don't know about you, I need you. My week is hectic, (laughs) amen? Ministry is not just a part of the four walls of the church. Ministry is what we do throughout our week. Serving God is what we do throughout our week. Serving God in our homes, serving God in our workplace, serving God in our marriages, amen? You should be exhausted when you come to church, ready to be filled up, amen? Is anybody here gonna go with me and say, I'm breaking up with regular? I'm breaking up with regular. Breaking up with regular. So a posture of expectancy. So I'm going to show you how a posture of expectancy lead to a move of God. Isn't that exciting? So a definition of expectancy. Real simple, a feeling something is going to happen. A feeling, does anyone ever have that feeling? Like you can't put your finger on it, but you just sense something like God is about to move in your life. Like God, God is doing something, so it, it, but you can't go by what, what you see around you. But you know, you just have, you have that feeling. I mean, because around you, it seems like everything is just falling apart. Wow. But you have that feeling like something good is about to happen. Something powerful is about to happen. Has anyone ever had that feeling or do you have that feeling right now? Yeah, yeah. Right, so we, around you everything is falling apart, but you just have that feeling like something is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Something is going to happen. That's where God wants us in a posture of expectancy in a posture of expectancy see expectancy is more than something you do it's something you have oh we about to we about to go somewhere this morning amen it's it's it's, it's more than something you do it's something you have it's determination it's persistence and it's it's a it's a position or a, a faith to receive from God. So it's a determination, a persistence, and a faith to receive from God. See, when you have that determination, when you have that persistence and that faith to receive from God, it places you in a posture of expectancy. See, God wants us to live in expectation, right? Live like you determine something will change. Live like you are persistent for a move of God. Live like you have faith to receive from God. Is anybody going with me this morning? Come on, on, I'll repeat it. Live like you are determined that something will change. Live like you are persistent for a move of God. Live like you have the faith to receive from God. God wants us to live in expectation. Always expecting something from him. Always expecting God to move. Always expect a, a presence from, from God. Amen? God, God wants us to live in expectation. So our expectations must be in the right place. It must be in the right pr- place. Amen? So our expectations must be in the promiser and not in the promise. So our expectations must be in the sir, and not in the promise. See, we can't make God's promises an idol. I mean, that's what the Israelites did, right? If you read your Bible, you read Exodus, and you know, they were on this journey to the promised land, right? God provided for them. Daily. I mean, food just fell from the sky. They didn't have to worry about anything. Amen. Uh, but, they, but they didn't have, their the trust was not in God. The trust was in what God provided. Because as soon as their leader, Moses, went up to the mountain to get all spiritual and everything, what did they do? They, they got so impatient, right, they started to, to build a golden calf. Because because God wasn't moving fast enough, they had a need they needed that that need to be met right then and there so we can't make God's promises right an idol. Right. so so God is about trust He wants us to trust in him and not in his promises because he is the promise keeper wow. right so I trust. Must be in God. Our ex- expectation must be in the promise sir and not in the promise. Amen? So God is, God is all about trust. Amen. So if you don't trust the promise sir, how, how will the promise, sir trust you with the promise? Oh man, I, know, I, I thought I would get a better reaction. I thought I would get something like, woo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, ah. there it is, There it is. There it is. Amen. So God is about trust, right? So if you don't trust him, how is he going to trust you with his promises? It's it's about trust. So our our expectations must be in the right place. It must be in God. Amen. So God has one expectation for for us, of us. One expectation of us. Live Live your life like a disciple of Christ and follow him. Like that is God's expectation for us. It's his expectation for us. Live our lives like a disciple of Christ and follow him. Follow him. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. He says to follow him. He says to drop your net and follow him. Right? And to pick up your cross and to follow him. So there's a dropping of your own understanding. It's a dropping of your life, right? And to, to, so it's to trust him and to follow him and to pick up your, your, your cross and to follow him. But a lot of times, because we are control freaks, right? How many here are control freaks? You're probably not gonna answer it, but I'm just gonna ask you anyway. How many people feel like they are control freaks here, right? Right, because our issue is that we want to follow Christ because we have good hearts. We know that. We've gone to church for a really long time, right? So we know what it's like. We have to follow God. But a lot of times we follow God with our nets in our hands. But how are you going to pick up your cross with your net in your hand? It's just a question. It's just a question. I don't know. Right, So, so God's instruction where well, his commandment for us or his expectation for us is to follow him. That means good times, hard times, every time it's to follow him. That'll never change, right? Nothing will catch God by surprise. No matter what's going on in your life, it, did not, it will not catch God by surprise. Right, he's not going to say to you, "Wow, well, that wasn't written in the book. I didn't see that one coming." What's happening in your life? No, he sees everything. He's been in your past. He's in your present. He already been in your future. So he says, "Just follow. Just, just follow. Just follow me. Just, just follow me. I'll do the rest." Right. So you place your expectations. On the promise, sir, and not the promise, and just and just follow him. That's his expectation for, for us is to follow him. But for whatever reason, we we have this false expectation that we place on ourselves, where expectations the world place on us, places on us. Amen. That is exhausting. Amen. This freedom when we place our expectation on God and not on ourselves. Because it's exhausting to run my own life. I've tried it. And every time that I I try it, I get tired. Right? I feel broken. I feel lost. Amen? So freedom comes in all aspects, right? So God wants us to be free from our own expectations, putting our own own expectations on ourselves. Right? There's there's freedom in, in that. Amen. Amen. And so so that way that nothing will hinder our peace. Nothing will hinder our peace. If we place our expectations on God, amen, nothing will hinder our peace. Are you going with me so far? Amen. And then we have these expectations that that the world put on us. Amen. So so God wants us to align with with him, to align with his expectations. Amen. See, see, the world couldn't um, um, mess with Jesus. Jesus never met the expectations of the world, the, 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 what the world had as a for a savior. I mean, you know, so Jesus, Jesus didn't even, you know, you read about Jesus' life. Um, even um, he, he upset the Pharisees, Sadducees, you know, all of those people, religious leaders. Right. Because he never did what they expected him to do. Amen. And so he healed people on the Sabbath. Right. He sat with tax collectors and, and, and all of that. So he never met the expectations of, of, of the world. Amen. Um, as, a, as a savior. Um, so even his hometown didn't even um, uh, recognize him as as the savior. Amen. They expected him to to be the carpenter's son. But he was our Lord and our savior. Amen. But they expected him to be the carpenter's son. So you would get what you expect. Wow. Amen. So he couldn't do, he, he said he only could do some miracles. He can only do some miracles. That means some people in, in the town believed that he was the healer, that believed that he was the son of God and he was able to perform that, the, that miracle. But the other people, he couldn't do anything else. He couldn't do anything because they didn't recognize him as the Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen? So, so how does your posture of expectancy lead to a move of God? We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. You ready? We're going to talk about it. Look at somebody and say, we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. Let's talk. So, how does your, your, your posture of, of expectancy lead to a move of God? Well, first you gotta move from complacency to determination. So remember, God wants us to live in expectation. You going with me? God wants us to live in expectation. Live like you are determined, a, a, a move of God, right? Live like you are persistent for God to change, or, or to see change, right? And live like, you are the, uh, live like you are ready to, you have the faith to receive from God. Amen. So we have to move from complacency to determination. Amen. So let's let's talk about our text here. To, so uh, P, uh, Peter and, and John was walking into the temple. They were walking into church. They was going to prayer. It was a prayer service, you know, so they, they were going in the church. And so here this this lame man was, uh, was at the temple. He got dropped off there every single day. Day. He got dropped off. He wasn't inside the temple. He was sitting outside the temple. So if we could just get this picture in, in your mind, right, of this 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 man it's, uh, sitting on outside of outside of the temple and not inside of the temple. Amen. So sometimes, do you actually feel like sometimes God is not not moving in your life? You feel like you're on the outside and, and, and not on the inside. Amen. Depending on what's going on in your life amen so get this image in 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 your mind and that that the man was was outside of the temple and not inside amen wow. amen so nothing will change if you're never in the presence of God wow. nothing will ever change in your life you if you if you're not if you're not ever in the presence of God but here he is he got dropped off every day so even if you are in the pre- in god's temple if you don't have expectations nothing will change you can go to church every single week with no expectations but nothing will change you will leave here the same but god's attracted to expectations he's attracted to our expectations of him amen and so Here's, here's a quote. So complacency is very dangerous. Complacency. Here's this quote by uh, J. Um, Mullings. Complacency is man's biggest weakness. It creeps up upon us when we least expect it. You got that expect. You got, you got that part. When we least expect it. Expectations. Okay. Right. And so, so complacency is really dangerous. I have a graphic for you. I, I, I want to show you of this. That. Um, Complacency. So complacency can be a barrier to God's call in our lives. Right. These are these. are. So God doesn't want us to live our life this way. Right. He doesn't want us to live our life this this way. We're we're always going to face barriers in, in our life. Right. But God wants us to stay hungry. We're always going to face obstacles in our, in our lives, amen? But this will com- the spirit of complacency would do to us. It creates those obstacles, and, and it would prevent us from getting to the promise. Look, behind the wall is the promise. Behind the wall is the promise. All they, had to, all they would need right now is determination to get past that wall to overcome those obstacles in our lives. So God doesn't want us to to be complacent. God wants us to stay hungry, right? And expect a move from God, expect a move. How many here is expecting a move from God? I just want to make sure that I'm, how many here are expecting God to do something new? How many here are ready for God to do the miraculous? in their life. Can you imagine, can you imagine if a group of people come to service every day, right? And believe and expect the miraculous to take place in the church. I am telling you, it will happen. Yes, yes. You have to expect it. Yes. You, you have to expect it. Come on, don't, let, don't leave me alone up here. Amen. <laughs> so the dangers of complacency is nothing will change God says he said to the disciples he said to us go out into the world to all the world to all the world and preach the gospel and so if we don't go in all the world and preach the gospel guess what nothing will change we'll just keep turning on the news right Listen to politics and just like, oh man, this world is just terrible. This world is just terrible. All along we have the opportunity to bring about change, little by little, right? Little by little, Christ, Christian by Christian, right? We can we can bring about change. But you have to expect, you have to expect that God is not done with you yet. God has more inside of more for you to do. Amen. The church is not old, right? The church is not ancient, right? The the church is still the thing, a place that God uses to bring about change. We have to expect the kingdom of, of, of heaven to come here on earth. That's still scriptural. That's still real. God wants that. Amen. We have to expect it. We have to expect it. He says to go in all the world and preach the gospel. Change. Change. Change, but when we are complacent, we don't change. We don't, we won't see change. Everything will stay the same. We get we we get we get comfortable. Just like if you could put the graphic back up one more time, if you can just see these people, they are comfortable where they are. They are comfortable with regular. They are comfortable where where you are. Say, so look at the guy just lounging. He's just chilling. He said, this is the far, this is farthest we, we can go. This, this, this is it. This is what this Christian life is about. I did all that I can do. Here it is. Let, let somebody else do it. I am good where I am. I want to tell somebody today, I am not good where I am. I want more. I want more. I want more. Because there's more to do. I wanna see God in in, in this place. I wanna see God move in this place. I wanna see God's hands on your life, amen? I wanna see God do the miraculous in your life, amen? We have to break up with with regular and we have to break up with our comfort, amen? Amen. Amen. God didn't call us to comfort, amen? And so if if we are complacent, nothing will change. The enemy loves that. He loves a complacent Christian who is preoccupied by their stuff, by the war that they face, and not what he, what God wants you to do. Right? The enemy loves a complacent Christian. So the dangers of complacency, if nothing will change, then you are exactly where the enemy wants you. Amen? Because the the enemy loves to confuse us with with, um, uh, contentment, right, and complacency. See, contentment is where you have peace of of who you are. You have peace about where you are, but does it mean that you don't want more? Complacency, you're just like, I'm just good. (laughs) I'm just comfortable. Life's great. I, amen. Uh, I, you know, it's not much required from me. Amen. You know, let somebody else do all the tough stuff like I'm I am I am good. If you need me to cheer you on, I can just cheer you on. Amen. I'm like I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'll be praying for you. <laughs> Come on, you know those people, right? Right? Ministry can be grueling, right? You, God's calling you to do something special, right? And you have those people say, yeah, oh, that's fine. That's great. I'll be praying for you. Where we should be sharing how challenging life is or what, what the Lord is doing in our life, what he's calling us to do. It's like, this is hard. This is hard. But then this is great. I saw God move. God, used me to do the impossible. I saw the impossible. Come on, I want that type of church. I want that life for you. I want that life for you. Come on, this church. I need this church to break up with regular. I need the church to break up with regular. God didn't call. He called, God called regular people to do the impossible. So the dangers of complacency is nothing will change and you are exactly where the enemy wants you to be. I don't want the enemy to to always know where I am. Right? And then we live below God's standard. We live below God's standard. It's a dangerous place. God has more, so much more for us. Amen? I mean, if we don't, if we don't, keep pursuing God, keep following God Or come with that expectation. Amen. We will live below God's standard. Amen. But look at what a posture of expectancy looks like. Look at what a posture of expectancy looks like. Amen. Can you see that? So you see the walls of Jericho, right, falling down. But what, what I'm most impressed with is the people. It's the group of people who were expecting that wall to come down. Wow. Right? Who were expecting that wall to come down. Right? And so their trust was in the promiser, not just in the promise. Right? So this, this is a group of people who sound the alarm. And, sit to, to, and did with exactly what God wanted them to do, and the walls came, came down. It wasn't the horns. It wasn't the shouting that, that made the walls come down, right? And they didn't use any, any, any type of uh, uh, equipment to knock the walls down. It wasn't any of that. It was their expectation. Wow. It was the expectation in God. They believed what he said, and they expected him to move. They believed what he said, and they expected him to move. They believed what he said, and expected him to move. Do you believe what he said? Do you expect him to move? When God is going to do something, he looks for people who is in a posture of expectancy was in a posture of expectancy. Luke 3, 15, uh, 16, 15 says, Now as the people were in, what? Now as the people were in expectation in all, in all reason in their hearts about what John, whether he was the Christ or not. Amen. So now, now as the people were in, what? Expectation Expectation. Expectation. and all reason in their hearts about John, whether um, he was the uh, Christ or not. John answered saying all, indeed, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. (laughs) <laughs> he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Amen. And so these people were in, in, in expectation. And then the Holy Spirit came in. It, it, it sounds like the upper room, right? Where you, you see the, you, you saw the, uh, the leaders were in the upper room, and, and as they were all of one accord, they they were praying, right? They were all in expectations. The Holy Spirit came into the room and, and caused them to speak in different languages. So caused them to speak in tongues. Amen. And so when God God is getting ready to do something, he looks for people who are in expectation. Amen. Amen. Who believe that God is going to move. Who who believe that God is going to move. Amen. And so, so God poured out his spirit because they were in expectation. Amen. When you when we live in expectations, we can change the atmosphere in territories we are responsible for. Did you get that? Did you get that? It's like our home, work, church. Amen. We can change atmospheres that we are responsible for. Amen. God will pour out his spirit in these atmospheres that we are responsible for, amen? And so, so we have to expect, we have to expect God to pour out His Spirit, amen? So I'm, 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 I'm expecting something different. I'm, I don't want normal any longer, amen? I'm expecting something to break loose here today. I expect healing in this place here today. I expect breakthrough here in this place today. If you're looking for answers, if you look, you've been praying, asking God, right, for what type of job or career you want, I expect God to answer that today. I expect doors to open for you, favor upon your life. I expect that here today. Amen. I expect God to speak to you in the middle of the night. Amen. In, in the name of Jesus, Amen. And God will give you a plan that would change not just your life but your family's life. In Jesus' name, I expect the uh, the impossible. I expect the miraculous. Amen. I expect you. You. Um, I expect um, money in your account. Amen. More than you ask for right now. In Jesus' name, I expect God to do the impossible in your life. I I expect God to restore marriages. Amen. Amen. I, I expect. I, I expect God to move. I rebuke the the. Uh, the hand of the enemy over your marriage right now in Jesus name Jesus name in Jesus name I expect God to move amen I expect him I expect God to pour out his spirit over your home amen so you have the authority you have the authority to uh, for God to pour out his spirit in the places you are responsible for Are you ready for a climate change? Are you ready for a climate change? Amen. So God wants you to walk in confidence and determination that he is going to move. He's going to pour out his spirit wherever you go. Wherever you go, he's going to pour out his spirit. So determination, determination. God wants us to be determined, right? Determination is the ability to make difficult decisions and accomplish God's goals based on the truth of God's word, regardless of the resistance that may be encountered. Amen? So so regardless of the resistance that may be encountered, God wants us to be determined. Uh, God wants us to have determination, right? Because the Bible said God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the power of love and of a sound mind, so that means like we have the mind, right? we have the mind right to to uh to do what God calls us to do despite a, any circumstances yeah. through difficult times, like we can have a sound, we can have a sound, a clear mind, right, and still remember what God told us to remember scriptures as we walk the valleys of life, a sound like He has not given us the spirit of fear. So if we are fearful, right, when we face an obstacle, it's not God, it's not God. That's actually, that should be freeing for all of us, right? Because when we are fear, we like, okay, well, God didn't put this on me. He has not given me a spirit of fear. He gave me the power of love and the power of a sound Mind. So you say, God, I'm fearful right now, but you've given me the power of a sound mind. I pray for a sound mind right now, a sound mind right now, a sound mind to get through what I need to get through. What are you teaching me through this difficult time right now? Give me a sound mind because that's what you that's what you have for me. And I'm asking for a sound mind right now in Jesus name. Amen. The Determination is the ability to set ourselves toward godly pursuits and not allow ourselves to be distracted or discouraged. Amen. Isaiah 41.10 says, "So, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Isn't that powerful? That's a, I mean, that's a powerful, I mean, we got to read this over again, right? It says, so do not what? Fear. Why? I am, For, I am with you. Do not what? Why? For, I'm For I am your God. I will what? Re-printing. And help you. So not just strengthen you, he will help you. <laughs> He's not just going to strengthen you. He's going to help you. You know what that means? God's going to move. (laughs) He's going to move. He's gonna move in you and in your circumstances. Oh, if you came to church just for that, hallelujah, you are free. God bless you. You can leave now if you want to, amen. He is not going to just strengthen you. He is going to help you. He is moving in your circumstance right now. I think you ought to give him some praise because he's moving in your circumstance right now. Just let him know. Said, thank, thank you, God, for moving in my situation. Thank you, God, for moving. I know thank what you, I see Lord. around me, but I'm not gonna go by what I see because that's not faith. That's not faith. I am expecting you to move. Amen. Yes. I am expecting you to pour out your spirit in my life, in wow. the things that's happening around me. Hallelujah. Make sure you come back next week. Amen. Come on. Live in expectation. Live like you are determined for God to move. Live in like you are persistent that something will change. Live like you have the faith to receive from him. Hallelujah. So, so when you are persistently, when you persistently move forward, even when circumstances are holding you back, you, it places you in the posture of expectancy. Because the Bible tells us, right, to, to be persistent in pray, prayer. Right? James said it, right? James, James said it, pray without what does that, that mean? Don't stop, right? Don't don't stop because sometimes we fall into the habit, right? We pray for something, right? You tell be, you know, you tell people what's going on in your life, and they tell you, "Say well, you you, you got to pray." Well, they you you say to them, "Well, I did pray," right? No, you keep praying. Yeah. Yeah. You pray without ceasing. That means you don't stop. You have to be persistent. You have to be persistent until you see God's hand, till you see God pour out His Spirit in your situation. Yes. Amen? So you pray without these. I don't know what you're going through. Maybe you prayed, you've been praying about the situation. Maybe you prayed about one, twice, maybe a few times, you gave it a few times. I pray right now. I challenge you, To pray persistently, persistently. Do not give up praying. Do not give up praying for that situation. I speak this over your life. In two weeks, God will give you an answer. In two weeks, God will give you an answer. I prophesy that over your life. In two weeks, and I want you to come to me. Come back to church. Come back to church and share it with me. Pray. Pray without ceasing. Don't give up. Be persistent. God loves persistent Christians. Amen? He responds to our persistent prayer. Amen? Because we align, it starts to align us with his heart, his will, because he knows that we have no other answer. (laughs) He knows that we've given up right he we're we giving up ourselves, he knows that we're breaking up with regular amen, he knows that we're asking for the impossible, amen, so we're persistent, we're persistent, and we're not going to our neighbor, we're not going to our family member, we're not going we're not, we're not going to our coworkers, we're coming to him for that answer because he knows that we know that he's the only one that can do something about it. He loves persistent Christians. He loves when we keep coming. I love praying with a group, uh, a group of individuals. I love prayer on Thursdays, man. We are at this new building. They have not given us the keys. Amen. We don't have the money to pay for the building, but we have folks at the building just praying and speaking over the building. God rewards persistent prayers. Yeah. Hannah, we just talked about Hannah. She prayed and she prayed for a son and her heart was so right. She said, if you just give me this son, this child, I would give it back to you. Amen. So we have individuals at the church every Thursday consistently there, persistently praying and giving the church back to God. We don't even have the keys for it. And it was like, listen, if that's not the building, we know one is coming whoever get that building is blessed. It's already blessed. It's already blessed because we've anointed it. We laid hands on it. We spoke life into it. We put scriptures in that building. Listen, that building's already blessed. God rewards persistent prayers. I am telling you, don't give up. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Tell your neighbor, don't stop praying. I don't know what you're praying about but don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. In two weeks, God's going to answer. In two weeks, God's going to answer. Take that with you. You can go home now. In two weeks, God's gonna answer. So this is important. This is the important part. I've learned this lately. All the craziness that's going on in my life. Things I just don't understand. But I've learned something ab- about spiritual battles. And I um let me read out of um 1 John 3 2. I've learned I learned something. And maybe you're already there. Maybe you've learned this already, and so I'm just catching up. So 1 John 3:2, it says, Beloved, now We are the children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So I've learned that the enemy does not care about my past, does not care about my present. He cares about which drives him crazy. he cares about what not what has not been revealed to me yet. He's afraid of what I will be. So it must be something. So if you're going through something crazy in your life, if you're going through things that you just don't understand, it must be something God is about to reveal. It must be something that's going to change the world. That's going to change what's around you. that's going to change your your family generation. Something is about to be revealed that has the enemy on his tiptoes. Amen. So you feel like things are being shaken in your life. you feel like things are just around you just falling apart. God is saying something is about to be revealed. So he don't care about your past, stop dwelling in it. Enemy don't care about your past, so stop dwelling in it. He ain't using your past, so stop, stop dwelling in it. He don't care about your present, amen. He cares about what's about to be revealed. He cares about what you are becoming. He cares about what God is about to do in your life. Amen. Let's not get caught up of what happened to us. Let's not get caught up in our current circumstance. Amen. Let's just get into our posture of expectancy because God is about to reveal something. That's going to change the world around you. That's going to change the world around you. Is anybody with me this morning? Anybody agree with me this morning? See, when, so, how does your posture of expectancy lead to a move of God? Well, is when we have the faith to receive. And so going back to our text, and this is where I'm going to end it, is so, I didn't spend much time on it because it's really just one part I just wanted us to see. Where this man laying in front of the temple and um, Peter And John comes into the temple, and the man was asking them for something. And so if you read, I've heard a lot of sermons preach about this. And, you know, a lot of preachers said that the miracle was dependent on Peter and John, especially when they used the name of Jesus and and you know we know that we need to depend on the name the name of Jesus right but as i read the text over and over and over and over again it says right um seeing peter and john about to go in the temple he asked for alms fixing his eyes on them with john and said look at us um and so he gave his attention. And then it says expecting to receive something from them. So the miracle didn't take place until he was expecting to receive from from them. Like we can't receive anything from God. Unless we have the faith to receive from, from him, we are expecting to receive from. So to me, I thought it was powerful. His whole life shifted. He came to church every single week. Nothing changed until he was in a position, in, in a posture of expectancy and then something changed, his life changed. So what happened when his expectation led to a move from God? Well, he went from limping to leaping. So some of you might have came in the church limping because of the season that you're in right now, because of the circumstances that you, you, you're, that's going on in your life right now. So you may be limping. God is saying, right, because you've been wrestling with an angel all season, amen, I'm I'm going to turn your limp into a leap. Because this man started to, so he limped when he got there, but he leaped on his way out. He was praising God. He was worshiping God. He was hollering, amen. His life had completely changed. Change. And I know some of you in the limping season. God's saying that. Remember, I am strengthening you and I will help you. I am strengthening you and I will help you. Amen? So, and another thing happened. When he was transformed, it led to salvation. Uh, salvation of many souls. If you read further in the text, so many people got saved based on what? Based on the healing of this man. Amen? Because when he started leaping, um, leaping, right, he's praising God and other people saw it because they saw him there every day. Got dropped off there. Begging. Amen? Now then, they saw him leaping. What a miracle. What a miracle. So your miracle can transform the lives of others. Your transformation can lead to, uh, to others' salvation. Because they're going to want to know what God you serve. Because the God that I've been hearing about, with certain people, is doesn't, doesn't sound like or don't look like or the, the God that you serve. Because it seemed like the God that you serve is moving. It seemed like the guy that you serve, right, is awesome. It seemed like the guy that you serve, right, gives you so much peace, gives you so much joy. I mean, look at you. I saw you limp. I saw you walking with a limp, and now you're leaping. I saw you down and out, and now you're praising. Amen. God says he's going to turn your limp into a leap. Amen. Your limp into a leap. 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 Your limp, limp into a leap. Joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. You may be weeping right now, but joy comes in the morning. Your, your tears are going to turn into joy. Your tears are going to turn into joy. Amen. expectancy. To stand with me. A posture of expectancy. A posture of expectancy. See, expectancy is not just what you do, it's what you have. It's that determination. It's that persistence. It's that it's that faith to receive from God it's that faith to receive from God like God needs a place to pour out his spirit he wants a vessel to pour out his spirit hallelujah Wants a vessel to pour out his spirit, but we need to be in a posture of expectancy. And how do we do that? Well, we have to live like we are determined that God would move. Live like we are persistent for change. Live like we have the faith to receive from him. Oh. God sees God sees what you're going through. He sees everything that's happening around you. He knows it. didn't catch him by surprise, right like you it's it's okay to be saddened by things that's that's happening in your life it's okay to have emotions through those those tough times but you can do all that and remain in a posture of expectancy like you expect God to move see when you're when you place your expectancy In the right place, when your expectations is in the right place, you can walk through the valley in the shadow of death. Fear no evil. Why? That's the way we have to live. We have to live like we know God is with us. Right? That is just freeing. That's like a great deliverance service right there. It's live life like you know God is with you. Live life like you know God is moving. That is incredible. If we we do this, we will always remain in a posture of expectancy and we will see the miracles of God. Like we will see a move of God. We'll see God pour out his spirit. It's amazing. I expect God to move in this place today. Oh, I need some prayer warriors up here. I need pastors, I need some prayer worries up here because we're going to pray today. I don't want you to leave here the same way. I encourage everyone that's in this place to come up with you for prayer today because I believe that the Lord gave me this word. Be persistent in coming to him, praying to him. Praying. In two weeks, something's going to change. I believe that. And some of you, you don't have to wait for two weeks. The presence of God is here in this place. Now, I can, I can speak prophetically all I want to, but it, it can lay on deaf ears when you don't have expectation. But when you have a group of people, some crazy Christians together, praying, making themselves look silly or in a position to receive, Amen, something powerful can take place here today. I believe that. I believe healing's in this place. I I believe healing is in this place. And that's not being churchy. Like, that's who God is. I believe healing is in this place. I believe deliverance is in this place. I believe God is going to speak something to you today that you've never heard before. God is going to use, I anoint these prayer warriors today, that they will speak prophetically over your life today. You're going to hear something that you've never heard before. I believe that, I believe that. You know why? I broke up with regular. I broke up with regular. I'm sorry, it, it may be much for you here today, but I broke up with regular. I refuse to come to church any longer for regular service. I broke up with regular. So that means something miraculous is going to happen here today. I speak this to you who are watching online. I I pray right now that you are in a position or in a posture of expectancy, if you have decided to break up with regular, I speak the miraculous over your life, amen. I pray that God will pour out His Spirit into your home right now, right now, and bring you back to church. I'm gonna open up the altars. I'm gonna open up the altars right now and I pray that you just you take your limp up to the altar right now for prayer and take all that what's going on in your life right now just come up here with your limping self and come right up here and receive what the Lord has for you I know You've been having a rough season right now. I know that you seem like things ain't working out. You're kind of limping through the season. I know this year it's been a living hell and you're just limping through it. But God said, I got a plan for that limp. I have a plan for that limp. I have a plan for that limp. He said, I'm about to turn it into a leap. Does somebody believe that here today? Come on, the altars are open. This morning, come on, Amy, I need you to pray. Come on, Amy, I need you to get up there and pray. Hallelujah. Come on, Demetri, I need you up here to pray. Come on, Demetri, I need you up here to pray. Come on. Amy, I need you to pray.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.